versa. Don't hit the end meeting button. And done. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I keep hitting the, the leave meeting button and I'm the one recording it. So it just like ends everything and hangs up on Ellen. <laughs> buttons are hard, you know, buttons are Hey everyone, I'm Ellen. And my name's Alyssa. Welcome to the Modern Singer Podcast. Oh my gosh, this is what I wanted to tell you. So, oh, tell me everything. So we use Trello for Modern Singer, but I also use it for my personal list. If you don't know what Trello is, it's a project Amazing and a uh, yeah. yeah, if you don't know what it I is, love please it. go Google it and use it because it's- Trello.com. It is a magical place to be. Trello, but I keep my personal stuff on there as well. And my to-do list is on there. And since we're in the final weeks of getting married, Alex needed to be updated on all the little tiny things that I had on my to-do list. So I made him get on Trello, sign up, and I shared my list with him. And he was giving me shit. I'm an anxious person and add- What? I know, I know to talk. (laughs) I know me, I'm type A and I'm an anxiety ridden human. And I, I know that comes And this is why talk. we're friends. Yeah, right, because we're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we're doing house renovations. We're doing like final stages of the wedding and work is crazy and whatnot. So anyway, I shared the list with him. And he's like, no wonder you're anxious. Look at this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This is why I'm anxious. Help me, help me cut it down a little bit. It was, it's great, but without Trello, I wouldn't be able to keep track of it all and keep track of his notes and stuff. So it's been, it's been great. So now we definitely have to make sure we have that affiliate link because we're mm-hmm. repping it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, I was going to ask what? you something. Oh, are you guys writing your own vows or are you doing like standardized copy paste? So vows? standard. So standard. <laughs> I could also wait do- until literally next week. It's a week from today, today. I get to watch you get married. Like a week from like right now too. Yeah, it'll have just ended. Actually right this very moment, it'll have, well, it'll have ended in the last 20 minutes. Wow. Oh my God. It's only going to be like a 20 minute ceremony. I love you so much. Thank you. (laughs) We even put in a unity ceremony to try to make it longer. So Uh (laughs) that was fun. Love your work, honestly. Short, sweet, to the point. It is. It is short and sweet. We're doing a like repetitive vow. I took out all this weird, there's a lot of weird vows. Like this is, this is no, let's make this short, sweet, let's go. We've been living together. Like, I need for, it like, to be within years. like that two minute, like TV show clip of vows. Yeah, perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Done. Yep. We even added a unity ceremony where we'll be like eating food and stuff. And it's still, she was you like, you get a oh, snack we'll in your wedding. I'm so proud of you. How many snacks? I think, I can't remember. I think it's coffee, coffee, chocolate, lemon, and like a pep, some sort of pepper or cayenne. So salty, sweet, bitter, and spicy? Bitter and spicy. Yeah. Why spicy? To like keep your love spicy? You'll have to remind, you know, we'll, we'll remember in a week. But I'll figure it like out. <laughs> the, type, the, the different stages of your relationship and you'll be together through all of it and yay. 
because you own a house together. So now you're stuck. (laughs) So now that really is what binds you is buying a house and Mm -hmm. and sharing things more so than marriage. (laughs) Exactly. Marriage is just like, it puts it all on paper and then you get a little tax break, I think. (laughs) Yeah, we do. My girlfriend was telling me about that. She was like, I have to file together this year. I was like, ew, why? You have to like file together? Wait, tell me more about these tax break things. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting year. We'll keep you updated with um, person. We'll either keep you updated or we'll just start bitching. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Probably both. Probably both. Well, somebody who has like a nine to five job and I, he has a nine to five job. I have a nine to five job, but then we also have modern singer. And so it'll be interesting to see how those blend. And uh, I think it'll be interesting, you know, for for our singer friends who have to go through that too. And I don't know, it'll be a good topic. We'll figure it out. We'll do like a lifestyle one eventually. I'm still single as hell. So that'll be my input. Perfect. Here I am. <laughs> Are you looking for workbooks and worksheets to help advance your career? From our branding workshop to our 90-day goal-slaying planner and our Learn Your Music the Right Way workshop, the Modern Singer Shop has everything you need to take your career to the next level. And don't forget about our merch to show off your love for opera. From sweatshirts to mugs, stickers to tees and tanks, there are so many ways to show the world that you're a singer and you're proud of it. We have so many different singer-specific lines. There's something there for everyone. My favorite is our Toy 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 line. I have our crew neck sweatshirt in that crisp white. The other day I was at the farmer's market and a lady asked me about it and I got to teach her what Toy 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 meant. It's so fun and such a great way to rep opera and even teach people a little bit about it. I absolutely love getting to design these for everyone. I always get all sorts of different ideas from other singers and things that they want to show off and rep. And it's just my favorite thing and a really great conversation starter for me. Shop today at www.modern-singer.com. That's modern-singer.com. Get your new favorites today. We are so excited to be chatting about crossover this week. As singers, it's so important to have versatility in our performing skills. Whether it's musical theater or any other style of singing, companies around the world are expanding their repertoire every single season. This week, we are so glad to be featuring our friends Brennan and Megan at Songs for a New Week for their Coffee Break episode on Crossover. We hope you enjoy. If I can't take my coffee break, my coffee break. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break. We're going to talk about Crossover today. Yes, we are. So when we talk about crossover, we talk about really just being in two worlds. So crossing over between two worlds. So opera, musical theater, Mm -hmm. and the ability to do both. Because nowadays in the industry, it is very much expected. You know, you don't have to be a big belter if you're a high soprano, but you do need to understand the stylistic differences and be able to, to be flexible and to do both in some capacity. Absolutely. The stylistic approach is key. And funny enough, as we were compiling our notes together, we were realizing how often crossover happens in the world of musical theater and in the world of opera. So crossover actually happens (laughs) 
more often than we think. And we wanted to just share with you all of the, I'm not, there's probably more than what we're just even oh, going to yes, say, definitely. but at least some <laughs> of the examples we come up with as far as shows that cross over a little bit between worlds and the amount of people that have crossed over oh, yeah. between worlds. So let's start with some shows that have crossed over. Yeah, definitely. So of course, you know, going back to the beginning of musical theater, we think of Golden Age. So we think of like Rodgers and Hammerstein, even Harnick and Bach, um, Feather on the Roof, She Loves Me. Um, in terms of Rodgers and Hammerstein, I think it's really interesting. A lot of people may not know this, that they actually hired and sought out different opera singers to do their roles originally, because they wanted that kind of big voice. That was what was expected. And that's what they wrote the music for. Um, South Pacific is a great example. So they actually hired an Italian tenor, Enzio Pizza, um, to actually sing the role of Emil. Ironic because that is actually more of a baritone based role. But also, if you go on YouTube, there's a very interesting clips of a recording session from the 1980s that features Carrie Tukanawa as Nelly, Jose Carreras as Emil, and Mandy Patinkin as uh, Cable. And then completely on the opposite side of the spectrum, complete crossover, Sarah Vaughn, very well-known jazz singer, is Bloody Mary. And her rendition of Happy Happy Talk is amazing. Jazzy talk, if you will. Oh, yes, totally. <laughs> and jumping forward from the golden age of musical theater, we have, let's address the elephant in the room, the Phantom of the Opera. Yes, yes. So yes, so contrary to the title of the show, it is a musical, but has a lot besides the setting being in an opera house has a lot of operatic acrobatics required in the show. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, we have Christine Daae, of course, who, which vocally actually sits fairly low in tessitura, but still yes. has to pop up to lots of high notes. And then we have Carlotta who just lives on high notes, of course, too. Yes. <laughs> And the differences of the Phantom <laughs> character himself, even between Phantom of the Opera and then later now we have Love Never Dies as well. Mm -hmm. We have almost like a baritone in the Phantom world in the first show and then in the sequel, full on almost tenor. Oh yeah. Also, let's see, well, we have Phantom of the Opera and we also have Les Miserables. Mm -hmm. Well... And yeah. that show is vocally sung through, which is more operatic yeah. in nature. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, and I mean, even we talked about as far as operatic in nature, like Hamilton is also sung through. Completely also, sung another another um, present and current one is Town. That's true. That's you need operatic stamina to get through some of these music oh, shows, which is incredible. Yeah. And also the range. I mean, <laughs> the Hades, his range is so unbelievably low it's in true. comparison to the extreme, extreme high of Orfeo. That's so true. Oh Which my is God. really brilliant. Oh, absolutely. In, the in dichotomy there. And then mind you too, the, the operatic stamina that it takes to get through some of these musical theater shows, and they're doing this eight shows a week. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. The importance of technique. Good Absolutely. Technique. Absolutely. Technique. Yeah. So of course, we cannot forget Gentleman's Guide. 
Of course, we were talking about Gentleman's Guide all month. Yes. And um, Phoebe, for instance, she sings a high B flat with an optional E flat. Uh Hello, Glitter and Be Gay. Woo, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So there's operatic stamina all over the place in musical theater. Yes. And uh, besides, of course, we have uh, Gentleman's Guide. We have operettas like we've been talking mm-hmm. about with the Flader Mouse and the Merry Widow exactly. and the whole the entire Gilbert and Sullivan catalog and you um Kurt Vile as well street scene is a great example that that in itself is a very very difficult scene that was actually the first show that we ever did together it is the first show we ever yeah. did together at OCU yes, yes. we have um, even some Offenbach operettas as well yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, so much yeah. fun, but also let's go into the world of some singers that have crossed over. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, we have Audra McDonald. We do not want to forget her, the yes. queen. We can't forget our six-time Tony Award-winning queen. Yes. Who has yes. crossed over. I know, yes, so we'll drink to that. But yes, <laughs> Audra McDonald, we know her as the six-time Tony Award-winning actress and and she's won for plays so she's crossed over into yes. street theater and she's won for musicals like carousel and ragtime ragtime actually is another great example of operatic <laughs> mm-hmm. stamina that is a long show to get through and so we have that she's also over <laughs> into the world of opera let's not forget that Audra McDonald is a graduate from the Juilliard school in the voice program not the theater <clears> program <throat> so she yes. was trained um operatically and she's crossed over in the world of opera with the rise and fall of the city of Mahagoni in LA opera and that production was also with Patti Lapone if people remember that oh, mm-hmm. so and Patti Lapone also has crossed over with the rise and fall of the city of Mahagoni and has mm-hmm. crossed over in Candide Yes, so, yes. And one of our other OCU stars has also crossed over. Speaking of Candide. Hey, Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yes. and I mean, there's even some crossover moments, speaking of Kristen Chenoweth, in Wicked with her high soprano. Oh, and definitely. Glinda's a perfect example of a role that crosses over between two worlds where she has mm-hmm. this high operatic moments in um, no one mourns the wicked and thank goodness. Yes. And then it has this mix almost belt in popular. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so ironic, but so amazing to see all these vocal acrobatics. It, it creates such a great layer of emotions and drama with your character. Absolutely. And speaking of OCU, we have our, our other crossover queen, Kelly O'Hare. Yes, Kelly is near and dear to my heart. I got to meet her a few times and she was actually here at OSU doing a master class to open up the big McKnight Center for the Performing Arts. And I was eight months pregnant playing for the master class. And John, my husband, actually has pictures of her coming and like catching my belly. <laughs> oh my so I tell Mia that she's actually Kelly she's met me Kelly. The womb. <laughs> yes. But yeah, she of course has done so much with Bridges in Madison County. You know, her first big role was Light in the Piazza mm-hmm. as Clara. And you know, of course, Tony award winning performance for for Anna in the King. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she made two Met debuts. Well, one Met debut and then was at the Met again. 
um, but 2014 as Valencian in Mary Widow. And then she also came back and did Despina in Cosi Fantute. That's true. In 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the performance we talked about this with Mary Widow is even more amazing as a crossover because Susan Stroman, who was the director and choreographer for one of the Oklahoma revivals, was also the director and choreographer for Mary Widow. Absolutely, yes. We have even directors and choreographers crossing over between worlds yes. as well, too. It just it <clears throat> gives more opportunity for work, which is the whole point of us just naming all these people off, right? Exactly. I'm even thinking of um, both Kelly O'Hara and Kristen Chenoweth have iconic singing performances where they cross over even within the songs. Like just I'm thinking of 14 from Kristen uh, Chenoweth. Yes, yes. Oh, and that the um, you can't always sing country or sing opera when you're a country star. That song that you yes. well too. If you're a country yes, star. And going back to Mary Widow again, we have another amazing queen of opera, Renee Fleming. Renee Fleming. Who also crossed over into musical theater mm-hmm. for the first time on Broadway in Carousel in the yes. revival. I know, but also yeah. besides Carousel, Renee also did uh, Margaret in the Light in the Piazza at That's I think right. both LA Opera and Chicago Lyric. And I'm, now I'm also thinking Mary Widow again, because we have another crossover king, Nathan Gunn, who has crossed yes, over yes. from, of course, he does a fantastic Papageno. In that fantastic um, version, the shortened version of Dizabra Flota at the Met, which they always do during oh, yes. the holidays. Mm-hmm. The children production, I think that's the mm-hmm. big Tamor production, but yes, even it is cut down yep. even more. And he also has crossed over into the world of musical theater with Kelly O'Hara again with um, that yep. concert version of Carousel, right? Yep, exactly. I think it was like 2013 at Lincoln Center. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. And he also has crossed over. I know he's done the role of Sweeney Todd at Houston mm-hmm. Green Opera. Oh, yeah, I remember definitely. he also what played Lancelot in a concert version of Camelot. So he oh that's right. Kid, let's see other um, incredible crossover artists. Oh well, speaking of, I'm going back to Kelly O'Hara again because and South Pacific mm-hmm. we have Paulo Jot. So yeah, and he's Emil Emil in South Pacific, mm-hmm. and currently, I believe he is the current Billy Flynn in Chicago that just reopened. I know he's done also in at the Met. He's performed, I believe, in Deflator Mouse and in The Nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, The No and Lulu, I believe too. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, mm-hmm. so Lauren Horsham was the original Phoebe in Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. And she's crossed over into the opera world and operetta world. She was Kunaganda and Candide. And yes. she was also in the opera Dog Days, which is, a, I think the name is starting to grow a little more in the opera world, but that is a yeah. more contemporary opera as well. And she also played um, Magnolia in Showboat in a concert version of Showboat that I think just happened in the last three years, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. It was actually Danny Bernstein who just won the Tony. Tony Award winner, Danny Bernstein, finally. Yeah, he was in Flater Mouse. He was the ever comical Frosh <laughs> in Act 3, which has... And he has, was Frosh, this was at the Met, mind you. Yes, So exactly. he performed this role at the Met, and we know and love him for his Tony Award winning performance in Moulin Rouge right now. Yep, he also did Cabaret. Mm-hmm. He's done... Fiddler on the Roof. Production. 
Yes, and I know um, yeah. in that same 2014 Met production of Deflator mm -hmm. House, Betsy Wolf was also in there. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's even crossed over from our land of musical theater. We know Betsy Wolf from uh, Waitress, Last Five Years, Mystery yes. Bedroom, yes. um, also Falsettos as well. So we know mm -hmm. no one loves Betsy, but she has a great soprano and got to show it off at the Met too at Indie Flater Mouse. And I love that the Met, even recently, I know it just closed, but I love that they're kind of going into a more crossover direction with new opera with Terrence Blanchard's Fire Up In My Bones. Yes, Fire Shut Up In My Bones. I mean, Terrence, he's actually a jazz trumpeter and composer. And it's, I didn't realize that it was his second opera. I thought for some reason it was his first, but it, it was You're right. Second. Yeah. I know, fantastic. We're so happy that the Met is moving forward and starting to do, oh, um, and first of all, this was the first opera uh, that was composed by a Black man exactly. at the Metropolitan Opera. So we're so excited for that. Uh, Porgy and Bess finally came mm -hmm. out the Met as well too. And that show itself is a bit of a crossover show as well. I mean, oh, we the, um, the Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, which was the mm -hmm. Broadway version with Audra McDonald and Norm Lewis. And then we had the full Porgy and Bess performed. And I believe it's coming back. It's in the Met season this year again, right? Yes. It's um, with Eric Bobby Owens. Lewis. Yeah. Eric Owens and Angel Blue. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I know. And I'm so excited. We had um, Porgy and Bess and Fire Shut Up in My Bones even crosses over in the world of dance because they have step. That's right. In the, yeah. in the show too. So we have, mm -hmm. even in the world of dance, you, you guys, if you have the ability to sing multiple styles, if you can play an instrument, if you can dance multiple styles too, it just creates more opportunities for you to get hired. And that's why we all exactly. cross over. It's just so important and almost becoming necessary in the, in the yeah. world industry nowadays. You know, even as like a music director, I mean, I do both. I love opera and musical theater. And I also love jazz and do jazz. And so I know for myself, it makes me a stronger performer and gives me a whole new array and palette of colors that I can use in each genre as I, as I perform in the opposite genres, you know what I mean? And so I think for performers nowadays and for students who are you know, all of you who are just beginning to discover and start your careers and start dreaming about what you want. You know, the world is your oyster. You, you have so many opportunities and being able to know who you are as a person, I think is so important. And as a performer and allowing yourself to cross over will help you to discover that. Absolutely. As a crossover performer myself, it has just made me a stronger, first of all, a stronger person and yeah. a stronger um, artist as well. I love the ability to do both. And I, I completely agree with everything you just said, Megan. It makes us uh, more marketable too. I remember in um, undergrad, of course, that was a long time ago and the industry was a little different back then, but we were encouraged at the time to, of course, um, at OCU, to sing both, sing everything. And we were realizing the, in the musical theater world specifically, they were in, we felt like we had to fit a norm or fit a box. Right, yeah. And now I'm realizing, no, that's not the case, especially no. in this crossover world, like the ability to do more than one thing, it just makes us more marketable. 
Exactly. We, a crossover is just incredibly important. Of course, first and foremost, ask your teacher that this is something for you to be doing right now. Yes. Make sure you're vocally up to the task and ready to go. But we hope we gave you a little insight of how often crossover really does happen in the world. Definitely. And if you have any thoughts or comments or questions, feel free to put them in the comment section, you know, after watching the video. And yeah, we hope that this is super helpful and we're looking forward to doing a lot more of these. Yes, absolutely. Thank you all so much. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If you want to check out more, follow Megan and Brennan on their Facebook group, Songs for a New Week. And don't forget to check out our freebie vault. You can download new recipes from our Modern Singer cookbook and helpful worksheets. The links are below. Don't forget to follow us here and on our personals. All of the links are in the description. If you want to support the podcast, you can click the link in the description or you can donate to our PayPal. All of these donations will go towards us helping to keep the podcast going. We spend so much time doing research and making sure that everything is up to date and personalized just for y'all singers. Just for y'all singers. Just for y'all singers. Here we are, friends. Words are hard. I had a whole box of mac and cheese earlier. Self -care. This is where That's we're what at. I call that. <laughs> it's all balance, you know? <clears throat> if you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, and get yourself some support singer, the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast for singers. For other fun ways to support the podcast, and get yourself some singer-specific merch. Check out our shop. The links are below. We have a lot of really cool stuff that Alyssa has designed herself. Definitely check it out. Don't forget to join us next week, where we're going to start talking all things teaching studios. We'll see you then. Bye.